Hello and welcome, my friends, to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you're having an absolutely fantastic day today. And a few things that I wanted to start off with here this morning. I've had a lot of people sending me emails asking me, what are we going to do as far as it jobs and workplaces where they're trying to mandate these shots? Because I've got a lot of people saying that there's jobs, even though it's illegal to do so, they're starting to try to mandate it or coerce people. And so I pulled up a little bit of research from a few different attorneys, including one called Liberty Council down here in Orlando, Florida. And I'm going to go over a couple different options you have right now to get involved with this legally, because this is definitely by no means something that is okay, nor should it be allowed to serve any precedent because there is no legal justification to try to force you to take a un basically an un unregistered it's not even registered as far as as an approved shot it's under emergency use as you guys know this and what's starting to happen now and this is one of the reasons why I've been so adamant about the vaccine passports and why I've encouraged everybody, do the best you can in your state to try to get the anti-vaccine or COVID passport laws into place. You guys know like Florida, Alabama, Texas, numerous states now are growing rapidly because a lot of governors are getting so much pushback from their citizens saying this isn't okay. You know, this is not okay at all. Trying to say that our privacy – our livelihood, our entire way of life and our health can be violated and basically be monitored and controlled if we decide not to get an experimental injection. It's not okay. And what they're doing in a lot of places now, I got a memo again from one of my doctor's friends that works in the nursing home, and he sent me the memo on it. And it basically states on here that all unvaccinated staff starting last week are now required to be COVID tested weekly. Every single week, if they choose not to get the experimental RNA injection. Now, obviously, that's being done directly in accordance with trying to bully and essentially vaccine blackmail them, so to speak. You know, you do what we tell you to do, or we're going to make your life so miserable here, you're going to have to comply with what we say. And on top of that, we've seen now numerous reports and scientific backings in numerous countries that said the PCR test absolutely is no way to test whether or not somebody actually has this virus. Actually, the Swedish Public Health Agency this week, this is from the Swedish Public Health Agency this week, they are now going to stop using PCR tests. Stop. So they're done. They said there's people testing positive for COVID months after they had it with no symptoms, no issues as far as blood work, solid antibodies in their body, and you know in their blood, their blood, but they're still testing positive. And they said the Swedish Public Health Agency has developed a new national criteria for assessing freedom from infection in COVID-19, meaning when you are no longer uh, positive for COVID and you're no longer spreading it. They said the PCR technology used in tests to detect viruses cannot distinguish between any viruses capable of infecting cells and viruses that have been neutralized by the immune system. Therefore, these tests cannot be used to determine whether someone's contagious or not. RNA from viruses can often be detected for weeks and months after the illness, but does not mean you are contagious whatsoever. The new recommended criteria for assessing freedom from infection is free from fever for at least two days 
and at least seven days have passed since the onset of symptoms. For those who have had more pronounced symptoms, at least 14 days after the illness from the very sickest point. The criteria has been developed in collaboration with representatives of these specialty associations in infectious disease medicine, clinical microbiology, hygiene, and infection control. This is straight from Swedish Public Health Agency. They're saying the PCR test basically is as useless as a wet paper bag. There's no way whatsoever to actually determine if somebody's got COVID, they've had COVID, they have the flu, they just have some viral particle in their sinus cavity, none whatsoever. And so what's happened is now this test is now being used as a tool of dominance to try to force people into submission. However, now Matt Straver, chairman and founder of Orlando, Florida-based Liberty Council, a public interest law firm specializing in constitutional issues that affect faith, freedom, and family, has already had multiple victories this year with his clients. He said a digital health or vaccine passport, along with tracking, tracing, and testing, presents a serious threat to freedom. Staver said vaccine passports and tracking apps are all about collecting, collecting data and control. They have nothing to do with healthcare or basically viral spreading prevention. COVID is being used to advance this dangerous threat to freedom. We can never accept a vaccine passport or tracking app as a new normal. On March 16th, the dean of Louisiana State University School of Dentistry sent out a directive that COVID shots, the experimental injection, was mandatory for all returning students, teachers, and staff. Noncompliance would result in the student's inability to complete coursework requirements and graduate. Basically, Matt Staver sent out a letter of demand, and the school, University of Louisiana State Dentistry, immediately reversed their decision. He said the Liberty Council's letter dated March 18th that Dean Robert Lawen stated the mandate was a violation of fundamental individual, economic, and religious liberties, and essentially they would be filing suit shortly thereafter if this was not reversed. It was reversed. Glenwood, Illinois' Board of Education tried the same heavy-handed tactics, sending a memo to all staff and employees stating they must get the COVID injection by April 30th as a condition of continued employment. Like LSU, the school district reversed course within days of receiving a letter demand from Liberty Council on behalf of several school employees. Starver said federal HIPAA and ADA, American with Disabilities Act, issues related to privacy are being completely ignored and trampled upon by corporations practicing vaccine blackmail, whether targeting their employees or customers. Your employer does not have a right to invade your medical privacy under EEOC Title VII employment law. And also OSHA has come out now and said there's no evidence the vaccine prohibits transmission of the virus. You have rights, and they're also applicable on the public academic uh, Accommodation section of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. So there's numerous attorneys now that are wrapped up in this. And this is why I've encouraged people, get this information out there. Get aggressive with this. Because if they nobody stands back, if nobody pushes back on this, they're just going to keep going on with it. They're not going to stop. They're going to keep pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. Remember what I told you guys last year? The only reason it got as far as it did is because we complied. That was it. If people didn't comply, if people said, no, we're done, we're not gonna, we're not gonna engage in this anymore, like Florida did, like Texas did, like a lot of states said, no, we're done. We're, we're, this is over with. We're no longer participating in COVID. Then we absolutely would know 
and they would know we're not going to play this game anymore. But as long as these businesses keep getting away with this and they keep pushing these tactics and they keep trying to strong arm people into getting this injection, it's not going to stop. So, again, I encourage everybody, get the information out there and continue to wake as many people up as possible, Dad. What do you think? Also, that was a really good report, and I like the term vaccine blackmail. I mean, that's that's really kind of pretty much sums it up, doesn't it? Vaccine extortion. You're going to lose your job. We're going to blackmail you. If you do not get the vaccine, you can't come back to work. You can't come back in the building. And invariably, it's the bigger corporations that are doing this. A lot of them are basically controlled via Vanguard and BlackRock. Invariably, it's the group that basically doesn't really have a, how should I say, anchor in patriotism or an anchor in the rights of the individual. And it's kind of frustrating to me because now OSHA's come out and said that these vaccine blackmailers, these companies will not be held accountable if the people come down with COVID or die from the vaccine, even though they're being forced to take it. So we're finding ourselves in a crossroads right now in the United States as far as whether we're willing to do this or not willing to do this. Uh, right now they're saying there's over a billion people on the planet, you know, this is their projections statistically, who are going to refuse to take the vaccine. I think it's much higher than that personally. I think it's probably half the population of the planet. But, again, we won't know the real facts because they continue to skew the numbers. I know the other night when we were at the meeting at the city commission here in Auburndale and the quote-unquote expert witness being used through the Delphi technique came up and gave his testimony and giving us all these statistical numbers. Now, he determined the different, how should I say, standards of deviation and traffic count, et cetera. Uh, We will never know whether or not he gave us true information or not true information unless we actually saw his research and his models and how he did it, how he calculated the results. And if the DOT models were even correct or when the DOT models or samples were taken, that's the problem with statistics and analysis. You have to know everything about how it's being done. And this is the problem that we're running into now with these groups of individuals who are running these major corporations who are telling us that we have to be compliant. We have to do what they tell us to do. We have to be blackmailed and lose our jobs. It's it's not okay. And you're absolutely right, Austin, when you said that we allowed this to happen. We did. Now, you and I didn't. This show didn't. Our listeners didn't. Now, sadly, some of the listeners that do listen to the show have gone out and become compliant and have gotten vaccinated. And the majority of those folks have stopped listening to the show. Just thought I'd let you know that. They don't listen to the show anymore, or at least on a regular basis like they were doing. Why? Well, because they start getting convicted. They start thinking, why did I do this? Why did I do that? Why did I comply? Why was I allowed? Or why was I forced? Or why did my husband make me do this? Or why did my wife make me do this? Or why did my employer make me do this? And they don't stand for what they want to believe in. And a lot of this goes right back again to the many of the people out there that are basically caught up in the world and caught up in the things of the world rather than the things of God. And there's a really good article. It's called Commerce or Christ. And I posted this yesterday so you guys could see it. And it talks about how so many people are basically working only for money and not working for things that are of the Lord. Now, I thought that was interesting. He goes on to say, when we break God's rules, there'll be consequences. Note the words of the Apostle Paul in Galatians 6, 7. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. It is deception to think that we can sow seeds of rebellion by violating God's laws and not have consequences. Yet this is what we are doing. We think we can worship God and money, but God has said that we can't. And so I find that interesting. I want you guys to read this article because it really goes into detail about, how should I say, Christians and churches, and quote, quite frankly, how Zionism and Judaism has crept into the Christian churches. Remember, Christianity is not a continuation of Judaism. It's a rejection of Judaism. When the Pharisees and the leaders 
of the Jewish people 2,000 years ago decided they were going to crucify Christ according to the Bible. The Word of God tells us that in the book of John. We had a complete and total separation from Judaism at that point, not to mention the fact that they also went directly into the Talmud right after that and the Zohar and all the other things. They continued the worship of idols. Hosea 11, Hosea 13, 2 reads, Now they, the Israelites, sin more and more. They make idols for themselves from their silver, cleverly fashioned images, all of them the work of craftsmen. Note that craftsmen, i.e. the workplace, simply accommodated the wishes of the people. The real driver in the culture is the worldview of the people. The workplace and public policy of a culture merely reflect the people's worldview. If the people choose to worship God, then the workplace and public policy will worship God. And if the people choose to worship money, the workplace and public policy will also worship money. Wow. Choosing to worship money instead of God will lead to judgment, Deuteronomy 28. But if people repent and worship the one true God, there will be blessings. So the choice is ours. And so we need to realize that a lot of Christian churches have done this. It's all about the numbers in the churches rather than teaching the word of God to the churches. It's all about telling the people what they want to hear rather than telling the people what the word of God tells them and wants them to hear. And this is where you see this in the pastors. And don't get me wrong. A lot of pastors are really good speakers. They really are. And they love to tell funny stories. And I, well, I like funny stories when I'm in church. I really enjoy you know, people using metaphors and analogies when they do a sermon. It really makes it more relevant. But when the pastor turns into a comedian and everything's a joke, 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 and the people think they've gone to a rock concert because of the Christian music that's being played and the, the lights and the smoke and the lasers and all the other things that are being used, you kind of ask yourself a question. Where's the real worship of the Most High God there? You know, where do you fall into prayer? Where do you really talk about the things of the Lord? Or is it just a big show? Whoa. Is it a show? Is that the church that we have become? It's just a show with no real power? I hate to say it. That's kind of what's happened in the United States of America. Now, another thing I want to talk about today. You know, we've got a lot of people who are asking, why is China doing what China's doing? And everything's being blamed on China. Everything. Everything from our movies being overtaken over by the Chinese, which is a lie, to our industry being taken over from the Chinese, which is true, to Chinese wanting to nuke us, which is a lie, to Chinese wanting to start World War III, which is a lie, to Chinese wanting to become the dominant power in the world, which is true. So all of these things that are happening with China right now, what happened? Who was in charge of China? How in the world did the Chinese, how should I say, communist revolution occur? And I've told you guys repeatedly, it was the Rothschild banking cartel that financed the Russian revolution to bring communism into Russia, becoming the USSR through World War II. And because of what we did as far as the treaties that we had with, with Stalin, which we gave half of Europe to the communists. And also it was the same group that financed through the Rothschild banking cartel, the revolution in China, which created the Communist Chinese Party. So let's let's talk about this and let's figure out how in the world this happened. On October the 1st, 1949, Mao Tse declared the founding of the People's Republic of China in Tiananmen Square. He was funded by the Rothschilds who created communism in Russia and also the following Rothschild agents, Solomon Adler, a former United States Treasury official who was a Soviet spy. Also, Israel Epstein, the son of a Bolshevik imprisoned by the Tsar in Russia for trying to 
foment the revolution there, and Frank Coe, a leading official of the Rothschild-owned IMF. The Rothschilds were behind the power to Mao Tsung, the communist dictator of China, who tortured and murdered tens of millions of Chinese Christians during his brutal reign. Sidney Shapiro, an American who was also probably a dual Israeli citizen at this point, was in charge of Chinese propaganda organ. Another gentleman, Israel Epstein, was Mao's minister of appropriations and finance. Mao Tsung would murder 60 million innocent Chinese people under his rule, mainly to destroy traditional Chinese culture in order to gain political control. As with Christianities, any practitioners of spiritual systems in China was outlawed, killed, or thrown into gulags to die a slow death through slave labor, starvation, and torture. The communist systems became the new culture of control with China under the Rothschild communist flag. Tibet was next on the list as the last bastion of spiritual and historical knowledge, and all of these Rothschild systems seek to remove the spiritual knowledge because of the Kabbalah from Gentiles and keep it in the hand of the Kabbalah elite. This is a major part of their indoctrination program. There has been a major Kabbalah population in China, Zohar, Shabbat Lubavitch, for over a thousand years. China has been built into the biggest global superpower by the Rothschild financial elite, and every valuable Western technology has been shipped there. This is identical to what happened to Russia in USSR, turning it into a massive super state of military superpower to wage conquest on the rest of the earth, which it did. The only reason, according to this article, that this Russia was halted was because the second war, world war threw a monkey wrench into their plans, which eventually caused stagnation of the fall of the USSR. Their reports that America's tactical silos are contracted to Israeli firms for certain electronic functions, and they also have their agents all over the Pentagon and key Western military and government networks with ties together how the USA and Israel have become the same country at this point. In fact, I've gone into detail on this many, many times. The covert Masonic Rothschild control of Mao Tsung and Chinese Communist Party explains why a convicted Jewish Mossad spy who now has been released under Donald Trump, Jonathan Pollard, was found guilty of stealing thousands of classified documents from the Defense Department. Where he worked and he gave these materials to his masters via Mossad. The Israelis, in turn, transferred the valuable secrets straight to the red Chinese dictators in Beijing because Israel is also a <laughs> is a Rothschild fiefdom. Pollard was born in Galveston, Texas, and basically he was released when Benjamin Netanyahu came over and petitioned for his release from Donald Trump. Even now, according to official statistics, communist China again carried out more executions than the rest of the world put together. Amnesty International believes thousands are executed every year and sentenced to death, where basically these numbers are kept as a state secret. Many of them are not just killed. They have their organs harvested and sold on the international market because they're worth hundreds of thousands of dollars via their organs, and they're constantly trying to generate more and more revenue from the death of the dissidents. This is what's happening in China right now. It was America that showed the world how to mass produce everything from automobiles to televisions to airplanes. It was the great American manufacturing base that crushed Germany and Japan in World War II. But now we are witnessing the deindustrialization of America thanks to the Rothschild control of our government. 
thousands of factories have left the United States and moved to China in the past decade alone, and millions of manufacturing jobs have been lost. The United States has become bloated and spoiled. Our economy is now just a shadow of what it once was. Once upon a time in America, America could literally outproduce the rest of the world combined. Today, that is no longer true. The Economic Policy Institute in Washington, D.C. estimates that America has lost almost 3 million jobs as a result of the U.S.-China trade deficit, and I can guarantee you it's probably 10 times that high. Manufacturing was the hardest-hit industry with fabrication of high-tech goods like semiconductors and electronics suffering the most, accounting for more than half of the $217 billion increase in the trade deficit, which is much higher than that since this article has been written. All of this stuff is telling you that the Rothschild banking cartel and BlackRock and Vanguard and the bloodline families are directly involved with what happened with the Chinese government being put into place and the murder of 60 million Chinese, primarily Christians. And I will also add that many of these Chinese Christians had been told by their, how should I say, evangelical groups that had come over there to convert them to Christianity, who had been given the Schofield Reference Bible, don't worry, nothing bad's going to happen to you. If something bad happens, you will be raptured. Why 60 million of them were slaughtered. This is the same group that does all of this. I keep telling you it's the same people. It's the same group. It's the same organizations. They've taken over the United States of America now. They control our Congress, both sides of the House, the Senate and the House. They control all of it. They control the Federal Reserve Banks. They control all of it. They control the lobbying groups. They own all the major corporations. They own all the major land values that are worth anything, all the major everything they own. Because this is the group that runs the world. These are the Sabbatine Kabbalist Luciferians directly being managed and financed through the Rothschild banking cartel along with the other bloodline families in Europe. But the Rothschilds, the bloodline families, they're all tied together in their satanic network of Kabbalah infiltrating the schools and the systems in the United States. This is one of the reasons, again, that we talked about the other day when we went to the meeting and they showed that video of the one black singer and he had the snake in the video crawling up the tree of life, the Kabbalah tree of life, that everything they do is to try to bring in their one world government, their one world religion, and their ridiculous snake god who has his own Wikipedia page. Guys, I can't make this stuff up. And this is the group that runs the planet. And they have done so for hundreds of years. They are the same group that fomented and caused the civil war in the United States. They're the same group that tried to assassinate Andrew Jackson multiple times. They're the same group that tried to put in a Federal Reserve banking system again into the United States under Abraham Lincoln, and he was money martyred by the John Wilkes group, who basically were a Rothschild cutout. All of these people who are involved in all of this stuff are the same group of people, and we need to see it. That's why when they put China in front of us now and say China's doing this, China's doing that, China's doing this, China's doing that, no. The Rothschild banking cartel is working with China because they control the Chinese central bank to do everything to try to bring them up to the number one world power. And as the United States goes on to the downturn, they realize they need to take away the world reserve currency from the United States, put it into a digital currency, probably based on the yuan or a basket full of currencies, or come into a single new world order with a single new world currency. That's the goal of all these guys, and we need to understand Who's doing this? So when you hear China this, China that, China this, China Hollywood, no, 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 and no. It's the Rothschild bloodline international cartels that are doing exactly what Otto Kahn said. They're controlling both sides of the narrative in order so you don't see who's doing it. They're playing a shell game with you, in other words. 
They're making sure you don't see who the man is behind the curtain. Guys, what a mess. But that's what it is right now, and that's why the Christian church has to step up. The Christian church has to stop worshiping money. These name it, claim it, blab it guys have to realize that it's more important to basically have, instead of, I, I know this one guy, I no longer associate with him. And here's how we accept it. Here's how we believed Christianity is supposed to work. It doesn't matter how heathen somebody is. If you could talk to about Jesus and have them accept Christ without even knowing what they're doing or no act of repentance or anything, that at that point in time in their life, they're saved. And in fact, they may be. But here's the thing. This is so important. This is so important. When we make a decision for Christ, but it becomes the only decision that we make for God or Christianity, that's important that we do that. But every single decision that we make should be based on the word of God. It should be based on God's will for our lives. And it should be based on what the Bible says our decisions should be. We should always think about God first. We make every decision, including who we marry, what our profession is going to be, what we speak, what we say, who we hang out with, where we go. All of these things should be Christ-centered, not just a decision. But, guys, it's so important that we need to understand that without repentance – and teaching people what true conversion really is and accepting Jesus Christ for who he says he is is the most important thing we can do as Christians. But I want to cover this stuff with you today because it was so important because I've told you over and over again, the Rothschilds paid for the Russian Revolution and the Rothschilds paid for the Communist Revolution in China, and they control both countries through the central banks. It would be very, very important you understand that. Austin, what do you think, bud, and what's your next story? Well, that was well said, and one of the main reasons why China has pretty much been given the green light to become this new world superpower is because they have done everything they've been told to do as far as with controlling their populace with an iron fist. That's they're right. the textbook example of what happens in communism, and so they're trying to use them as this poster child of, oh, this is China. They're doing this. They're doing this. They're doing all this great stuff. Look at what they do with the social credit score. Look at what they're trying to implement here. Look at what's being pushed in the United States under these people that are controlling all the stuff like that said. I mean, why do we have over a, a hundred dual Israeli citizens as far as throughout the House and the Senate? Why, why, why is that okay? Why, why is that supposed to be okay at all? What if, what if you flipped it and all of a sudden you said, we have 100 dual American Chinese Communist Party citizens in the Senate and the House. They're dual citizens to China and the United States. Whoa. Whoa. All of a sudden, everybody would be like, well, that, that's, that's not okay. God, it's the same thing. All these countries now, all these top-tier heavy hitters, they're all interchangeable. They're all on the same team. They're all pushing the same agenda and that's to go in now and completely and totally dominate the united states and bring it to its knees because the united states has been a world superpower the strongest military the strongest citizens the strongest civilian weaponry I mean, everything i mean we we have shown everybody who we are the problem is they have to bring it down because the populace in the united states still is so militant about being controlled for the most part. A huge portion of the United States is not okay with anything that's been going on. And what's interesting about it now is reading an article, and a few different people have been talking about this now. And I've heard of the group, IEA, and I never really knew what they were trying to start promoting now. And they've basically released a new analysis for the coming future over the next five to ten years primarily by 2030. Now, if you've ever heard of the IEA, they're the agreement of the International Energy Program, and they were first created and put into place in November 1974 
after the oil embargo that Dad's talked about before, the 73-74 oil crisis. Their collective emergency response system mechanism ensures stabilizing influence on markets and global economy. What they are is they're, they're just another branch of exactly that who Dad was just talking about. And what's interesting about this I was looking at it, and they said since 2015, the IEA has opened its doors to major emerging countries to expand its global impact and deepen cooperation in energy, security, data, and statistics. And they released a new analysis entitled Net Zero by 2050. Ironically enough, a lot of the stuff in this analysis is wanting to be finished and done by 2030. I've told you guys before, these next eight years in the United States – are probably some of the most crucial years we will ever have in this country. And quite frankly, if we don't do anything and we sit back and people just continue to be complacent, submissive, and continue to do what they're told to do for no reason whatsoever, I don't believe there's going to be a true United States of America by 2030. Honestly, I I think the United States will be dissolved. They'll come up with some new name or they'll restructure it, and it will not be what we think. In this analysis – It's on like page 36. It has behavioral changes, and it says to achieve net zero by 2050, it cannot be achieved without the sustained support and participant from all citizens. Behavioral changes, particularly in advanced economies such as replacing car trips with walking, cycling, and public transport, or forgoing long-haul flights provide around 4% of the cumulative emission reductions in our pathway. So now what they're telling you is you don't need to go on those long flights on vacation. You don't really need to drive anywhere. You need to walk to where you're going. Better yet, take a bicycle. Better yet, take public transportation that's trying to be all electric by 2030 in California. If you guys saw that new rule passed in California last week, they are requiring 90% of all ride-hailing miles to come from electric vehicles by 2030, which is nuts because if you guys know, people that work for Lyft and Uber – They're independent contractors. They own or rent their cars. So now you're saying that the only way you're going to be able to be an Uber driver is you're going to have to drive in a minimum of, you know, forty, fifty, sixty thousand $60,000 electric vehicle that's a lot of times significant amount of maintenance, takes an extremely long time to charge up. And, uh, yeah, that's the only way you're going to be able to do it based on the California Air Resource Board that they approved the new rules last week. Almost all miles traveled by rail, rail, ride-hailing drivers will have to be in EV cars. They're pushing this right in front of us. This is why I've been so anti-electric vehicle. Not that I'm against technology. Quite frankly, I like hybrid technology. I think using electric and motor vehicle, you know, internal combustion engines together, is unbelievably efficient. I've seen some of the exotic vehicles, some of the hypercars, some of the stuff they've come out with now, the, you know, the Lamborghini Scion and the, the Porsche 918, some of the stuff they have, the performance is incredible, those vehicles. And you have the option of going back and forth. But Putting these vehicles in full electric mode and having no other option, like the new F-150 Lightning they just came out with, they're saying the 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 uh, range on it's going to be 250 miles, 250 miles, and it's going to be able to tow up to 10,000 pounds as far as a trailer, but they're not giving you the range with a full load on grade, meaning in a mountainous area. The high probability you load down a 10,000-pound trailer and you start getting in some of the mountainous areas with grade, you're going to be lucky to get a 100, 150-mile range per charge-up. And then you're going to have to do what? Park at a charging station at a gas station for 30, 40 minutes, an hour if they got a supercharger? No. 
This is what they're trying to do. They're trying to prevent everybody from traveling, and the IEA analysis calls it right here. A few of the top points I will point out on here. They're saying by 2030, all eco-driving and motorway will have speed limits of 100 kilometers per hour. That's, that's like 60 miles an hour. Yeah, that's, that's right here, IEA. By 2030, use of internal combustion engine cars needs to be phased out in all large cities. By 2030, they need to reduce excessive hot water temperatures. Now, they don't say what excessive hot water temperatures is, but this is one of the reasons why I've told you guys repeatedly. These smart thermostats, these smart hot water heaters, these smart refrigerators, all that stuff, do not under any circumstances put those in your house. You guys know I've, I've spent two and a half years building a house. It's 2018. I finished it last year. I didn't use smart anything in my house. I actively avoided it. In fact, sometimes I paid more money for certain appliances to make sure they did not have that option at all because a lot of the appliances now, they almost all have that option. Oh, it's convenient. I can adjust my thermostat on my phone while I'm at work. Okay, yeah, that's cool. That is cool. I'm not going to lie. That's a cool option. But you know what's also not a cool option? is the fact that right here, the IEA, is saying that by 2030, the average allowed space cooling temperature will be 24 to 25 degrees Celsius. You'll be limited to that. That's 74 to 75 degrees Fahrenheit, meaning in the summer down here, when it's 105 degrees outside and sweltering sun, your thermostat's not going to be allowed to go over 75 degrees or below 74 to 75 degrees. I said, well, no, Sorry. Your, your thermostat's been restricted now. Or if you go below that, what they're going to do is they're going to tax you excessively. Remember what just happened in Texas? Remember when they came in and they mandated that they had to buy the power out of state for $1,500 per megawatt hour? Oh, yeah. It's happening. Average space heating temperatures cannot exceed 66 degrees. You're restricted. They go also on to say here that reduction in use of energy-intensive materials per unit floor area must be reduced by 30 degrees, 30, excuse me, by 30%. Regional flights are to be shifted to all high-speed rails where feasible. Business and long-haul leisure air travel should not exceed 2019 levels. Oh, there you go. Now they're telling. 2019 levels, huh? So they're already telling us what they're gearing up for right now. They already put these things in place over the last year and a half. Look how much travel has slowed down. Look how much air travel has slowed down. Look how much people stayed home now and didn't go anywhere. This, guys, this whole thing has been a complete and total template. It was a lie from the beginning. It was complete and total fabricated lie. They got the virus over to Wuhan in the lab that they control through the NIH with the money that Fauci gave them, and they performed gain of function on it to see how to get it to most transmit, the most basically make it as transferable as possible. And then Fauci now, Senator Ron Paul is now saying that he's basically perjured himself because Fauci repeatedly has said that he had nothing to do with that, were not involved in anything with gain of function in Wuhan. Then, quite frankly, he turned right around. Paul went on to highlight that – the paper that the NIAD research said lists a 10-digit number that identifies the research money that they got from the NIH. He said they took the SARS virus, which is coronavirus, 15 times more deadly than COVID, and they added an S protein, which is something in the surface to make it more easily infectious to epithelial cells for the respiratory tract. That's gain of function. 
following on the highlight, two scientists, one from Rutgers University and one from Massachusetts, and their Institute of Technology confirmed the paper study is a gain of function. The alleged perjury comes from Paul questioning Fauci on May 12th. Dr. Fauci, do you still support funding of the NIH of funding of the lab in Wuhan? He goes, Senator Ron Paul, with all due respect, you're entirely incorrect. The NIH has not ever and does not fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. So which one is it? Is the Wuhan lab making everything up and lying about it and having their 10-digit number basically completely and totally fabricated? Or is Fauci lying? Well, considering the fact that pretty much every word that comes out of Fauci's bobblehead mouth, obnoxious individual that he is, has been a pretty much lie for the last year. I mean, you can't really come up with anything he has said that has been accurate. He flip-flops more than sandals, completely changes every single time you talk to him or every time you hear him talk. This guy's a joke. He did exactly what he was paid and trained to do. That's why he's the highest paid federal employee in the country. Now, is he going to get charged with perjury? I highly doubt it. This is more more likely this is all going to be a spectacle theater. They're not going to perjure him. They're not going to charge him with anything. He's right up there with the Clinton Chronicle crime family. No, notice how quickly Hillary went to jail. Yeah, this does not go anywhere with this. But again, the truth needs to get out there. So I am glad this information is getting exposed because the more it gets out there, even if nothing happens to bobblehead Fauci, at least people will realize everything we were told last year was complete and total lie, all the way from the PCR test that the sweetest institute of health just said they're not even going to use anymore at all because it does not work, all the way from what they told us with the numbers. Isn't it funny now how the CDC has come out and they basically said that they're not going to count COVID deaths the same way anymore? I just saw an article on that earlier. Basically, they're saying that because – and this is what's happened. They're not admitting this, but because there's been over like 5,000 people now that have been basically injected with this experimental RNA shot and have now become deathly ill with COVID all over the country now. People are being hospitalized with COVID after they get the shot. They've stopped counting COVID. It's done. COVID doesn't exist anymore. We're not counting COVID. We're not basically running it. We're not putting it down as death. Nothing at all is even being discussed of COVID. That's one of the reasons why the numbers have dropped so low on their scale. It's not because COVID cases have dropped, because COVID cases, in my opinion, were never what they claimed for them to be. Isn't it ironic that the average age of death in the United States is 78 years old, and the average age of death from COVID was 78 years old, that 94% of the people that basically died had two or more comorbidities, and almost, I think, what, 85% of people that died were obese or overweight? But yet we're telling people we're going to go give them free Krispy Kreme donuts, free cheeseburgers, free beer if they get an experimental RNA injection because, hey, it's all for your health, right? Right. It's like it's just for my health to make sure my AC doesn't go below 74 degrees or it's for my health to make sure the speed limit on the car doesn't exceed 60 miles an hour. Look at what they're putting us into right now, my friends. And as long as people keep complying and going along with this lie, they're not going to stop. But one thing they have done repeatedly, and they've done this many a times, these banker boys, they run algorithms and they watch everything that's going on. If everybody starts making a huge fuss about this and everybody keeps blasting this information like we're doing right now, like the groups that are getting together and saying, no, absolutely not, like the governors that are constitutionalists that are saying, no, we're not going to have vaccine passports, the stronger we stand up and say no, the harder they're going to have to push back on us. But here's the kicker. 
the more they start pushing back on us, the more they show their hand on what they're trying to do. That's why I'm telling you right now, I'm showing you, I'm telling you what they're planning on doing. This is what their plan is by 2030. This is what we have to do is continue to get loud, continue to get aggressive, and continue to say no. I have a right to say no. You do not have a right to subject me to an experimental RNA shot, nor do you have a right to subject me to a vaccine passport or tracking app, period. There's no dot, dot, dot. There is no but. There is no and. There is no maybe. It is no. No final no, period, no. That is how strong everybody's resolve has to get on this right now. If not, it's going to start happening real fast in this country. It's going to move even worse than it did over the last year, Dad. What do you think? Austin, very well said. And see, the thing about it is, is that, you know, when Austin and I were talking about not wearing a mask a year ago, and we've been talking for the last six months now and about not getting this injection delivery kill shot, you know, we're not talking about being belligerently mean to people. What we're talking about is basically standing our ground and saying, no, we will not be subjected to something that we don't believe in. And we're the ones, and you guys are, because this, we, the people of the United States that are patriots and really believe in the Constitution, we're the ones that are standing against this tyranny. And the folks that are going ahead and becoming compliant with the tyranny and allowing these guys to do whatever they want to do, they really do owe us a huge thank you. They do. You, know, they, you will never get it. I'm just not going to try to pretend like they're going to do that. But they owe us a big thank you because we're the ones that have stood fast and prevented the United States from going completely down the slippery slope of communism, of you know, worshiping a snake in a tree. And the thing about it is, even if you told people, and this, this is just a fact, even if you tell people what the Kabbalah is, if you tell people what they believe, if you tell people that Hollywood is controlled by the Kabbalah, and these people like Madonna and Katy Perry who wear the red strings and Ivana Trump, the red strings around their wrists, that they're Kabbalists, basically they're witches, they don't believe you. They don't, or they think it's cool. That's, that's the one I really just disgust, disgust me. Oh, that's really cool. Oh, that's really cool. I was talking to a, contractor here a few months ago and he had a son with him and uh they're both jewish and uh the communist infiltration is prevalent in their groupthink and how they think and i was talking to him and we were discussing the fact that tel aviv is the number one homosexual destination in the world and how they have gay pride events over there that have four hundred thousand people in attendance now one of the gay pride events actually walked down the via della rosa in the old city of jerusalem where Christ walked and the boy who was with him, his son, who's like 23, 24 years old, goes, oh, that's absolutely great. I love that. So he said, and I looked at him, I said, you know, I'm a Christian. Why do you think that's okay? So I looked at him and I said, are you gay? And he got kind of quiet for a second. He's well, no, no, no. Well, his dad was there. Personally, I think he's gay. He got elated and basically so joyful the fact that they were having a gay pride march down the Via del Rosa in old Jerusalem. So all of this stuff has come to a fruition with us in which now we're realizing that this group runs BlackRock, Vanguard, this group. Now listen to me. This is going to get weird. This group is the one that conducts the human sacrifices. The banker told us that a few years ago that are in, how should I say, in German you call the word Verbindung. It be like in a trance with these interdimensional entities who control them. Now you're talking about Baal and Moloch and Asherah worship, which basically are going into an interdimensional interface to be told what to do by something off this planet or in another dimension. 
our battle is not against flesh and blood. We got to bring this back to this all the time. It's against these principalities that we can't see. The Bible warned us this was going on. And so there's a nefarious outcome that these entities have for us. In fact, if you read several books, Fred Bell wrote a really good one. He said the only thing these entities ever do is lie, 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 which, of course, their father is Lucifer, and he's the father of lies, which is what the book of John says as far as the pharisaical rulers who were crucifying Christ. He straight cold when their father was the devil. They were the liar. They were lying. Their father was a liar, a liar from the beginning. Read it yourself, book of John. And what's interesting is this. They constantly subvert God's truth to bring in their own, how should I say, reality. Here's the other. Here's another really good article. It says, this is from Mark Salvo, and he goes, they're telling us the plan. A future virus more deadly than COVID is coming. Remember when Bill and Melinda Gates laughed and sneered that the next pandemic will get people's attention? Well, now the World Health Organization is saying the same thing. Kamala Harris is already gearing up for another one, too. A virus even more transmittable and fatal than COVID-19, which is pretty easy to do since the COVID death rate is about equal to the common cold, will lead to the world as the next pandemic. Remember, there's over 100 vaccines right now, close to 156 vaccines in the pipeline. This is what they're telling us right now. Could that evolutionary certainty have anything to do with the mass vaccination programs being rolled out worldwide? You guys aside, what do these rulers have planned for the rest of us? Do they have some sort of pandemic designed to actually do damage this time and knock out a big percentage of the world's population? Or is it going to be the vaccines that's going to kill a big population of the world? But it all comes back to the vaccines, doesn't it? No matter what we do, no matter how we get out of this stuff, no matter what Sweden does as far as saying we're not going to use the PCR test, it doesn't matter. They're telling us more and more and more people have to get vaccinated. They completely ignore the fact then in Europe right now, 12,184 dead, 1,196,190 injuries, according to the European database of adverse drug reactions for COVID-19 vaccines. I'm going to post this and put it on the article for you in the Sharon's ST Brower account. It's so important to understand this, that it's not getting any better. And now they're coming out and telling us the VAERS report can't be trusted. It has been trusted for the last 40, 50 years, but it can't be trusted anymore because you can't prove that all these people are dying from the vaccine. Well, yeah, you can, because that's the big change that everybody has done now is they're getting this controlled death shot is what they're getting. And they're trying to tell us it's a vaccine and it's not. But because it's a death shot, it's being reported to the VAERS statistical analysis team, which are posting it on these websites, which are telling us that we have over 4,000 dead in the United States now and hundreds of thousands affected. All of this stuff, now they're saying, can't count that anymore. Can't count that. That doesn't mean anything anymore. Well, it always meant something until a few months ago, didn't it? But now they they don't want us to discuss that. Why? Because when we start questioning their narrative, their narrative falls apart. This is the problem with liberals. If you say to them, my body, my choice. I'm going to go and kill a baby, which is what they believe they can do. But you say, my body, my choice. You can't inject me with a death shot. No, no, peasant. You have to take the death shot. Well, wait a minute. Wait, is it my body, my choice, or is it I have to take the death shot? What is the deal here? Where is the equality in this? But there's no equality with these guys. Remember that. All they want is world global dominion. And Austin was so right. They want that Chinese model. Remember, they had to kill 60 million Chinese to get the right group of people running things over there. They had to kill and pretty much destroy all of Christianity in China. They still go in and actively persecute and disperse 
and kill Chinese Christians to this day. But of course, since the media is completely controlled by the Chinese government, as it is by the Rothschild Kabbalist empire here in the United States, we don't hear the real number of Chinese Christians being slaughtered. Every once in a while we hear something from a, how should I say, a missionary who was over there who saw some atrocity. If it even makes the alt news, most of the time it's completely and totally suppressed because of Internet censorship, because they don't want you to know what they're really doing in China. This is their fantasy. This Chinese credit score is the COVID vaccine passport. I told you that. It's going to give them all the information they want on you whenever they want to look at your information. And it's so important to understand that we have to say no to all of this stuff. People like my pillows CEO now, Mike Lindell, he's being turned away from the Republican governor's event. This is crazy. The CEO, a top Trump ally, has been sued for defamation over his false assertion that a company's voting machine stole the election for Joe Biden, which apparently there's a lot of research to prove that it did. The Republican Governors Association on Tuesday threw out Mike Lindell, the CEO of MyPillow, a top Trump ally, after he showed up at his spring conference in Tennessee. This is what he told Politico in an interview. Lindell Dindell said he'd flown to Nashville on Monday to attend a three-day meeting starting on Tuesday, but only a few minutes after he collected his credential at the JW Marriott Hotel, an event coordinator lobby told him he was not allowed to to any of the official RGA events. Why? Because he created a rift, didn't he? He created a rift as far as the political theater that was created with Donald Trump as far as the election being stolen. And these clowns who do this, this would be BlackRock and Vanguard and all the lobbying groups and all the people who in all these major corporations, and I guarantee you, if you go into the software and the voting machines that were being used in this last election, they are also controlled either through a subsidiary of Vanguard or BlackRock or directly owned. Check it out. See if I'm not right. This is what they always do. They control everything. And when you question a narrative, they got to question you or they have to cancel you. Donald Trump now is becoming very quiet because he's being basically investigated with the grand jury being convened against him in New York City. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not a Trump fan. He put two cabalists in the White House with him, his son-in-law and his daughter, who really ran a lot of the policy in the White House while he was there. But at least he did say a lot of things that were true, which is a lot better than we're getting right now with this buffoon in office who doesn't even know who and where he is most of the time. They've got to basically get him, out of, get him out of the nursing home and get him out of the bed and get him out of hospice and jack him up on a bunch of drugs. If it's even him, if it's even him, it's like Austin said, he's running around, jogging, carrying on, got a mask on his face, got sunglasses on his face, wearing a hat. He's got a mask on, he's got glasses on, and he's got a hat on. Who in the world is it? We have no idea, do we? Is it just a body double? I don't know, probably. I don't know, speculation on my part. But the whole thing has gotten so weird. But again, we're being completely controlled. Now, Austin said that we had approximately 100 dual Israeli citizens in Congress. I'm not sure of the number. Last time I checked, it was between 50 and 70. Very hard to get that information now because a lot of these guys simply aren't telling you anymore if they're dual Israeli citizens. But Austin's right. It doesn't matter whether it's 50, 60, 70, or 100. Why in the world do we have dual anybody else's citizens? Like he said, if we had 100 dual Chinese citizens in the doggone Senate in the House or 50 or 60, all H-E double sticks would break loose. It would be the same thing if there were Germans like that or anybody like that, except probably England could probably get away with it. 
But, you know, it's funny how when Israel does it because of the Schofield Bible, because of Zionism, nobody says anything. Nobody wants to get involved. Now, also remember, you know, we've talked about Governor DeSantis repeatedly, and we need to understand how incredibly strong his Zionist connections are. Congressman, now Governor of John Ron DeSantis, criticized his opponent, Tallahassee Mayor Andrew Gillum, during the gubernatorial race, which I'm glad Gillum didn't win, for receiving port from the Dream Defenders group favoring the boycott, divestment, and sanctions against Israel and giving a speech welcoming members of the Council of the American Islamic Relations to a city. DeSantis claimed in a video clip that I can find anti-Semites around, anti-Semites around him, but it's almost like we don't want to discuss that. Wait a minute. DeSantis, who sponsored the 2013 Palestinian Accountability Act, which called for withholding of the U.S. aid to the Palestinian Authority until it recognized Israel as a Jewish state, charged that Gillum would not be a friend of Israel. Wow. Then he goes on to say, Israel is our strongest ally in the Middle East as we share common national interests and possess similar national values. Israel is not the problem in the Middle East. It is the solution to many of the problems that bedevil the region. American policy must ensure that Israel emerges victorious against those who deny or threaten her existence. Earlier that year, DeSantis drafted a proposal calling on the U.S. to recognize Syria's Golan Heights as an integral part of the state of Israel. So, wow. So all of a sudden, DeSantis starts getting all of this positive press. All of a sudden, DeSantis is basically allowed to tell us in the state of Florida that we're not going to wear masks anymore, that he'll never close our state. And DeSantis is being posed right now and propped up and pushed as a presidential nominee for 2024, saying that he could actually be Donald Trump's running mate or could run for president and be in the election hunt along with Donald Trump as a potential Republican candidate. I don't know, guys. All I know is this. I've had it with this crap. All of this junk with these international banking cartels running the United States of America, even determining the policy at the local level with these different groups and county boards and city commissioners and all the other groups that are being basically persuaded by the state or the county to do what they're supposed to do in lockstep with what's happening as far as the development to sustain development through the United Nations, another Rothschild group. All of this stuff has to be pointed out, pointed out, pointed out, and pointed out. They say, well, does that mean that you wish that Gillum had won, you know, the gubernatorial seat in Florida? Absolutely not. They found him in a gay-induced meth orgy down in Miami. Bleh. Gosh, the guy's a pervert. But what in the world? Do we not have something in the middle, something in the middle with a patriot who doesn't do all of this stuff as far as tying together with APAC and all the other people in D.C. that have such strong lobbying groups? Got to think through all of this stuff, guys. By the way, yesterday I want to thank you guys. We had so many positive comments. There's a guy by the name of Elijah. And he's a homeless guy. He lives on the corner there at a restaurant, you know, a Greek restaurant in Ybor City. And uh, yesterday we brought him a Bible because his Bible had been stolen. We sat there and we he watched and read his Bible and he had to have a pair of glasses. So I gave him my glasses. And you think, well, why would you do that for somebody who's homeless that you really don't know? Why would I not do that? He's a Christian. Somebody had stolen his Bible. He had told me that. And quite frankly, he's a really nice guy. And so I want to thank you guys because I took a picture with him yesterday. We posted it on ST Brewer Instagram account. But I want to give you some background on that. So if you're ever over at Ybor City eating at the Greek restaurant, I believe it's Stenopolis or something like that. or Acrop- It's called Acropolis. If you're ever there eating and you see Elijah sitting across the street there on his bench, 
buy him a hamburger. Let me know you did it. <laughs> I'll reimburse the money to you because I like that guy. He's really, really, really nice. I appreciate you guys. I had the opportunity to pray for you today. God bless you. I'll finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Absolutely. And thank you again for the continued support. If you guys need anything, healthmasters.com. Magnesium brain food on sale right now, and it looks like the product of the week, the CoQ10 Ubiquinol, that one product of the week by a landslide, actually. You guys voted, and it won, so that will be going up here shortly on the front page of the website at healthmasters.com. And so I encourage everybody, continue to keep your health in check. Continue to exercise. Get outside. Get some fresh air. Get some sunshine if you can. At the very least, get to the gym or do some home gym stuff. You don't have to make it complicated. But keep your body moving. Keep your body strong and keep your immune system strong with the vitamin C and D3 right now. It is crucial that everybody continues to stay prepped because there's no doubt about it. There are a lot of things that are going to be happening over the next months and years that are going to be, well, taxing to say the least. And so I encourage everybody, keep the faith, stay strong, and hold on to your convictions and what you believe. Thank you, my friends, again. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. Stay ready as always. And I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network. <laughs>